Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Just Seen Podcast. Today, I want to switch gears slightly, um, only because, like, I don't even know what gear I was in. <laughs> but nah, nah, today I want to talk about um, parenting, but not necessarily parenting. Y'all know my flow. You got to listen to the episode. I know where I'm going to go. I'm going to go with this shit anyway, but I was doing some meditating this morning and it's like certain topics just came to me and they all fit the certain scheme and one in particular was the the phrase who raised you right i hear that often i hear that so much and i guess what kind of planted the seed before i went to sleep and shit because <laughs> i was on uh instagram you know trying to and that's another reason why these have been off lately because I've been trying to uh, build my other brands up. You know, that's why I had to shut down the other page, but it's time to actually focus on brands now. Like the other shit was play play, but now it's time to, you know, focus on brands and build them. So that's why I've been a little bit off, you know, as far as recording. But anywho, so I was, I was building and I was scrolling across something and it was like, um, uh, some woman was talking to, I guess, the douchey with mother and, you know, doing a little meme and shit with it. And she was like, I don't know who raised him. She was like, well, who raised him then? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's an interesting question. Because somehow we're raised in households that people don't take credit for. The upbringing, only when it's good, only when it's positive. And it got me wondering, like, what is that? What is that really doing? What is being raised really looking like? So, of course, during meditation and shit, certain things came to me and they prompted an episode, you know, because I look at how people ask that question like, you know, I don't know who raised you or, you know, I, I hear parents say shit like that to kids. They're like, I don't know who raised you or where did I go wrong with you or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know. It's it's more parenting should be more catalyzing than controlling. But it makes me wonder, like when they ask that question, who raised you or I don't know where I went wrong with you. Was it that you were trying to raise them or were you trying to mold them? Right. And we look at raising a child as as more so preparing them to become what we want them to become as adults, whether that be the things that we may have failed at in life, maybe that be the things that we struggle, or we want them to clean up messes, or we want them to do things that may or may not be a part of their life mission, but is a part of our life mission that we're scared to tap into. So we raise children to do the work for us without even knowing it, without even knowing it, like, you know, and Another piece of that was just me coming to terms with the fact that if I had a child and I told them they could do anything they put their mind to and they asked me, did you, I'd feel upset. I'd feel like, damn, how can I tell you that you're doing, that you can do something that I didn't even attempt to do? You feel me? And like I said, when I consider both dynamics of it, and I'm just listening to how, you know, I hear people talk to their kids People talk to kids in general about, you know, like, where did I go wrong? What did I mess? It's like, you know, I raised you right. Did you raise me right or did you raise me to your comfort level? And then when I extended beyond that, 
that's when you no longer wanted to take the credit because who you were raising and who I really was were two totally different people and you never knew it. But before we dive heavy into that episode, be sure to follow me on Instagram at the Just Seen Podcast. Be sure to follow before the be sure to hit me up on my website at IamJustSeen.com to get all things that are just seen. To all those who tip, sponsor, and donate to the podcast, you are greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. To all those who would like to tip, donate, and sponsor the podcast, you can do so by clicking the link in the description of the podcast. Not the episode, but the podcast itself. And as you know, that's that for this, and that's this for that. So when we come back, we're going to dive into the just, no, no, wait. We're going to dive into parental controls. Who raised you? Oh yeah, and don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There, you can get all things Just Seen. You want to add the So For Us series to your library? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to learn how to master the market for series trading and investing? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You ever want to just chat with Seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit IamJustSeen.com. <laughs> anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustSeen.com. So just take a quick peek into my world and see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. You will never see it unless you visit IamJustSeen.com. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. And without further ado, we're going to dive heavy into it. Um, Yeah, so it's like we, we, we got to ask ourselves, like, you know, when we're considering children, like, are we really raising them to be themselves or are we raising them to be what we want them to be, to fulfill the dreams and the, and the aspirations that we failed at or that we couldn't, to do the things that we may or may not have been able to do? And I'm not saying this is all parenting. But I'm saying this is the level of control that a lot of parents have exerted over their kids or tried to, you know, because their control was taken from them by their parents. It's cyclic. Shit's cyclic. You dig what I mean? It's cyclic. And when I look at it from that dynamic, it's like when the clash happens and you no longer want to be what everybody else wanted you to be and you want to be yourself, you start to see a conflict. You start to see a full dynamic and a full change. And I feel like it's like that off of both sides. And it's like there's a level of acceptance that you don't get. You feel me? Which means there's also a level of acceptance that you won't give. You feel what I'm saying? When cycles happen, a lot of people look at what things they are affected by. And not many times do they acknowledge what things they're now affecting off of the same cycle. You feel what I'm saying? And this is, it it becomes evident when you consider how quote unquote elders finally get comfortable being like, your elders are honest, they'll talk their shit or whatever the case may be. Because all the people that they were once trying to please, all the people that they were once trying to, you know, work towards making proud and all of these other things and following their template for life are dead. So now they get to be themselves. Imagine that the control factors that kept you from being yourself are finally gone and you're 50, 60 years old and you're finally able to be your true self. That's crazy. That's amazing. And it's crazy. You know, and so for L3, I mentioned in the part about um, 
the two moments of life when our soul peeks through. You know, our, our true self peeks through. It's our rebellious teenage phase and it's a midlife crisis. Those two moments of life happen for every, like how can that be unanimously put? Everybody has them. Like it's a, it's a phase, like somehow people have predicted or understood the, the human behavior and psychology so much that they're like, at this age, at this age, this is going to happen. At this age, this is going to happen. It's like you'll get to a point where you feel unfulfilled and all these things. The reason why is because you've never been yourself and you were never guided into being your true self. You were guided into becoming something. You feel what I'm saying? Specifically, something that your parent told you is the only way to be. You feel what I'm saying? And it certain things conflict with who you were as a person. You feel me? And I'm looking at it like when when I looked at how one of the one of the reasons, one of the other points that made me really consider this more was when I looked at how I had closer relationships with people outside of my family, like strangers that I could just meet. I have a closer relationship with them than I would with the people who are, you know, quote unquote, raising me or the people who are in that space of we're being raised the same. It's like, why the fuck can't we, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they say blood is thicker than water, but eh, water flows a little better, it seems. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no funny shit, but like looking at how we leave our family and we find our tribe and our tribe is more so tapped into who we really are. Not who we were raised to be. You know what I mean? And when I consider that, it's like what was what happens when we're raised? You feel me? Because there's a common ground where it's like all of the all of the people of a tribe, they can you they can connect to one of two ways, either trauma bond or euphoric bond. Euphoric bond. Typically it's a trauma bond because the trauma bond is tied to how we're raised. A lot of us are raised in trauma. A lot of us are raised in pain. You feel me? And it's raised off of a dictation that you have to do what I tell you to do. Because you don't know no better. You're just a kid. It's like, damn. You got to ask yourself, at what point do you stop being a kid? You feel what I mean? And that is the part of the parenting that I'm discussing. I get it. You motherfucker, oh, well, you ain't got kids, so uh, I've been a child. Like, we got to stop doing that bullshit, for real, for real. Like, real rap, no cap, whatever the kids are saying these days. Like, no bullshit. We really have to stop saying, oh, until you have kids, you can't speak on it. I've been a child. A lot of us become adults. A lot of us become parents and forget we were children. We forget that we were we were the little motherfuckers who were crying out to be heard. We forget that we were little motherfuckers who was like, this conflicts with me. And you still had to go through it. You still had to put up with it. You had motherfuckers that you didn't fuck with that people would say, yo, you have to fuck with them anyway off of GP or whatever the case may be. We're not in that space to where, at like, what at what point do we forget that we were children at one point in time? You feel me? So, yeah, I may not be a parent. I may not have kids, but I can see what a parenting style develops. You feel what I'm saying? Because I've been a child. Like, and we got to stop, you know, you know, a lot of us could really probably get a lot of advice if we would actually listen sometimes to, you know, pay attention. But like, I know, and this is what I was saying, like, 
when something affects you, this is how cycles work. When something affects you, you end up being what affects something. You feel what I'm saying? No matter how much we try to change it, no matter how much we think, oh, I'm going to do this better, you end up doing the exact same thing because it's all you knew. It's all you knew. You And that's where insanity comes in because you know it didn't work for you. It conflicted with your reality and you did the exact same thing to your kids. You know, you get older and be like, like I hear people say things like, you know, how you're, and this was, it was mind blowing when it, when I came to this low key epiphany, because it was like, they're like, how you treated your parents is how your kids going to treat you. I've heard parents say that. And then it, it just, I sat for a moment with it and I was like, how your parents treat, how you, how you treated your parents is how your parents going to treat you. And then it's like, so. So we're not going to acknowledge that a cycle of the parent-child dynamic is repeating. Like they be thinking, oh, it's karma. It's because I treated you. I get it now because no, your parenting style is what led to your behaviors as a child. That same parenting style is going to lead to those same behaviors in the next generation of children. It don't change. And then when you have two parents that went through the same parenting style, uh, that's how the outcome is going to catalyze the kids to do the exact same shit that you did to your parents. Because you're raising your kids the exact same way your parents raised you. It's a cycle. <laughs> it's it's not difficult to comprehend, but it is difficult to comprehend. Because what happens is in this raising, in this upbringing, it's like I want you to do what I need you to do because I know what's best for you. No, you don't. That's the first, I think that's the first thing we got to address as humans. That one, children are humans too, so we can't know what's best for them because we don't even know who they are. Like we know who, the, we know who the children become, you know what I'm saying? And who we mold them into be, but we don't know who they are. Hence why I said, hence why they have the rebellious teenage phase. That's the first point where they're like, yo, you're trying to control me. You're trying to do this. Let me have this. Let me have. And you're like, no, you're taking their power away. Not only are you taking their power away, their true self is poking out and you're not letting them have, you're not letting them express themselves. You feel me? Second time that happens, like I said, is with a midlife crisis. And that's when it gets different because we have our midlife crisis in the middle of work. In the middle of you know school and occupations or whatever the case may be, and we can't do shit about it because you're like, I don't get to be myself. I don't get to be who I really am. But you don't know who you really are. Nobody ever guided you into that. But who you really are was always there, and it poked its head out. You feel what I'm saying? So when we look at that that dynamic and that capacity, it's like people realize, you know, I'm. I'm Paying attention to how parents are like, yo, I don't know who you are anymore as a child or whatever the case may be. You're not the child I raised. I am. And you know what? And it's like, you know, people say, I know my children. You feel me? And it's like, do you really know your children? Or do you know that they are supposed to be, or do you anticipate that your children are supposed to be a safe way based off of how you're ra raising them? If that doesn't dictate your control, like you don't like, because it's like, that's not, in, that is in your child's nature. You just didn't 
You don't, you just didn't raise them to do that. You feel me? You didn't think you were raising them to do that. But, you know, I'm going to use this example because it, it ties into when it comes with women. It's like women will say, I never raised my son. I raised my son to never put his hands on a woman. But were you a woman that he wished he could hit? Yeah, I, I let the moment of silence breathe for that. I ask women that all the time because women say stuff like when they when their sons grow up and it's like I'm watching a generation of women whose their, their sons are pretty much my age or a little bit younger around, you know, and they're like, I didn't raise him to be that way. Like, I don't know why he doesn't. Do, I'm like, well, you may not have raised him to respond to women this way. You may not have raised him to look at it, but are you the reason why he looks at women that way? You feel what I'm saying? That's a hard piece. That's a hard pill to swallow for women. Like it was a strategic done, a strategic thing. Don't get me wrong. Like taking a man out of the home and now the woman has to be the masculine force. When your son gets a certain age, you got to try him. You got to let him know that I'm still the parent. But rather than letting him know that you're the parent, as in his guide that has to get him to a certain point, it's I'm your authoritative force that has to control what you do. You can't do that anymore. He's an individual who's trying to let himself shine. And then it's like, now I get whoopings, I get beat, I get all these things. And now I can't do anything back. It's a psychological mind fuck when you teach somebody that if somebody hits you, you hit them back. Like we teach children early, defend yourself. If somebody hits you, hit them back. If they put their hands on you, you do whatever you have to do. But I'm in a household where somebody's putting their hands on me all the time and they're telling me they love me and I can't do anything about it. You look like you want to hit me. You look like we're wondering why people become the victims of bullies because you don't you can't conditionally tell a motherfucker not to be bullied. Don't be bullied outside the world, but be bullied in here. Cause that's really what it is. It's tyranny. Like, how much power do you really have as a human being when you have to beat a child while simultaneously turning the cheek and, oh, I'm going to practice restraint. I'm going to be the bigger person. How can you, why is it that you want to be a bigger person to a known enemy, but you can't be the bigger person for your baby? You stoop down to their level, so to speak. You feel what I'm saying? These are the aspects of the raising part that, see, we don't, we say, well, until you have kids, you don't know. But I've been a child. I've been a child. We've all been children. We may not all be parents, but we have all been children. That's the power of this shit. That's the power of being able to speak on it. Because regardless of whether you have kids or not, you've been a child. You've had friends that have been children who have experiences that there's a collective experience that, yo, we were all fucked up. You feel me? Because the raising part was not about being or... The raising was not about inducing the best part of you to become the greatest version of yourself as a child. It was about becoming what would not embarrass your parent, what would make them proud. Two things that are very hard to do because you have to absolutely do nothing in life. You cannot take your risk. You cannot, you know, do the things that are going to be fruitful for yourself. Because you're always in the back of your mind wondering, how is my parent going to respond if I do this, if I move this way, if I, you know what I mean? So then it ties into what I was saying about how when people 
are like in their fifties and sixties, they're not able to actually be themselves. And they say that's when the elders start being honest stuff because all the people that they, you know, they're gone, they're dead. There's nothing for them to strive to. They give up in life because their mission was, I have to do this for this person. When you take away that catalyst, their ambition dies. You feel what I mean? Their ambition, their ambition dies. They have no hope and no desire to do anything greater because that was what they were doing it for. And even if what they were doing it for wasn't giving them the kudos, it wasn't gives because we from that generation where we're millennials, the baby boomers birthed us and shit. Everything we do, it's a do more. Nigga, are y'all ever gonna applaud us? Are y'all ever going to clap for us? Are y'all ever going to? No. Do you know why they can't clap for us? And it's not because we're not doing enough. It's not because we're not striving. It's not because of all of these things. It is an internal thing that they have been programmed and conditioned to believe that a lot of the shit that they've done, they didn't even get to live their own life. So... While they thinking what we're trying to make them proud of proud of us for is us living our life, we're not. We're living theirs again. And now they're like, do it better. Do my life better than me. You feel me? While simultaneously telling you, they're not even revealing. A lot of them don't reveal this to you that I have to admit that I failed in life. But I want you to do the exact same thing that I did. But don't fail. Show me that I can win through you. And when I say fail, people think I mean like, I'm not just saying like, you know, you're not in, cause you can have the good job, you have all it is and still have failed at living your life. You can be very successful at living somebody else's life, but failed miserably at living your own. That's a reality that we are facing with a lot of the elders, a lot of the baby boomers. Many of them have failed at life. They failed at living their own life. They lived the life that everybody else wanted them to live and they became it and now they're miserable. And they're like, I think that the millennials are living there. No, a lot of us were still repeating that cycle. So I've noticed how the cultural shift happened because a lot of us have seen a lot of the dynamics of the shit that our parents did and it don't work. The shit that they convinced us work, it don't work. I don't like I, we can I can go argue like from top to bottom, education, religion, whatever the case may be. It didn't work and they won't admit it. They wouldn't admit it. And some of us have reached that point where it's like I've done everything through your way and reached the cap. And I'm like, I'm I've never been myself. And then actually being yourself, they can't fathom that, yo, you can actually do something as who you really are. Because I failed when I tried to be what I really was or nobody accepted it. How are people accepting what you're doing? It's called authenticity. You'll always be successful. It's like you have more aspects at winning in life when you're successful and through authenticity. That's one thing the universe rewards the most. Authenticity. And a lot of people can't be their authentic selves because you have to know who you are. I did a podcast episode on it. I made a caption or a post or something a while a while back where I was mentioning that um, the best way to manifest is through authenticity. And I was talking about praying and, um, you know, how you communicate with, you know, your deities or whatever, whatever it is that you acknowledge. And 
someone once asked me, and I was mentioning that somebody, you know, asked me like, "Yo, how do you talk like like this?" You feel me? And they're like, "But ain't you saying no?" You might have to based off of what your beliefs are. I was like, I got to come as my authentic self. I said, if if I'm going to really say, okay, I believe in this deity and this no, like that means if they really know your heart, they know how the fuck you are 24-7. Don't come to me for 15 minutes and be all, I come as your humble servant. Bitch, I seen you on the, I seen you in the corner. You feel me? <laughs> I seen you getting your lace front knocked back. I seen that. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I seen you have shorty hunched over. Like I seen, I seen that if I'm really watching. So you think you're just gonna come and I come to you humbly? No, I know you're not humble. Like your deities know that whichever one you serve, God, Krishna, Buddha, Yahweh, Yehovah, Yeshua, whatever it is that you choose to acknowledge. Don't try to come in that most modest state, and then every other aspect of your life is bullshit. Be your authentic self if you want to be rewarded as your authentic self, because what they reward is your authenticity. What they provide for is your authenticity. Motherfuckers be like, may not come when you, and it, it's, that's the true statement, may not come when you call them, but it's always on time or whatever. You know, that's a true sentiment because it's like, yo, you really ain't going to be yourself around me, but I can't let you suffer through this. Like, I got to give it to you now. You feel what I'm saying? But then that's like, yo, you can't be your motherfucking self. Why? Like, that's who we put you here to be. If we really going to acknowledge it like that, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get back to the parentship, but this ties into it. If we're really going to acknowledge that, you feel me? We were created in the image. If we were we were put here for a reason, what the fuck was the reason? Or why the fuck can't you do it? Because that requires you being your true authentic self. Not being a certain behavior, but being your true authentic self. Life changed for me when I actually tapped into being my authentic self. Because what the world needs me for needs this motherfucker right here. You feel me? They need this motherfucker right here. That's who I'm supposed to be rocking with. So I should not be disconnected from that. Like my mission and my purpose is that. So now I'm tying that back into how the baby boomers have been moved. Because I watch them talk. I watch how they listen to, you know, not their like their jobs the churches, whatever it is that they're involved in, they have to behave a certain way that they don't behave at home. You feel me? You've been, you know, you've heard your parent, <clears throat> elder, auntie, whatever, you heard them talk to somebody in the quote unquote authority position of power, but they don't even talk to their babies like that. They don't talk to their babies with that same reverence. They don't talk to their babies with that same respect. You feel me? From a religious perspective, motherfuckers will go to church and shit and, you know, do all of this crazy shit from uh, uh, Sunday night till Saturday, Sunday night till Sunday morning of the next week. You feel me? Then all of a sudden, oh, I'm this like, I heard you. You, you was cussing. You was drinking. You said, he still know my heart. Right. So show that. If the motherfucker know your heart, if the motherfucker know who you really are outside of even though I may mess up, I may have my shortcomings. They know my heart. No. When they know your heart, they know the actions that you do on a regular basis because that's who the fuck you really are. So be that. You feel me? Motherfuckers be like, yo, the good die young. Or the, it's the good people. always. The bad people always win. You know, so, no, they don't. The reason why bad people are rewarded is because they're their authentic self. If they're going to be a fucked up asshole, they're going to be a fucked up asshole to the core and accept that shit. They're not going to pretend to be something that they're not. You dig what I'm saying? And all of that ties into because that comes from 
how our parenting was, how we were parented. You feel what I'm saying? How a lot of us were parented, how the baby boomers were parented, how we're being parented, how we were parented, how we're attempting to parenting the babies now and how some of us are breaking it because it's like, that is an individual. You realize that you had your individuality stripped and you think that if my child does what I could not do or replicates my life, then that means that I, I succeed. No, I don't. You succeed as a parent when your child can fully be their authentic self unapologetically and still thrive and be successful in life. That's when you have succeeded as a parent. But just because your child receives all of the awards, the degrees and everything like that, are they still a miserable motherfucker inside? Was your child a natural born, a natural burnt born? What is it? An introvert, extrovert? Your child was a natural born extrovert. Why do I feel like that's not the word? Extrovert. For some reason, I don't feel like I'm saying the right word. <clears throat> but fuck it, we rocking. If your child was a natural born extrovert and you've made them an introvert, what have you done to them? You feel what I'm saying? You killed their spirit. That's a powerful thing because if their spirit is being tied to who they really are as a person. <clears throat> you feel me? And you kill that in them? Why? Because you knew best. You didn't know them. How can my thing is how can you know the best for a child when you don't know who the child is? And then you have multiple children, all with different personalities. Even if we're gonna look at it from an astrological perspective, natal charts and all this shit, like everybody's cycle, everybody's incarnation has a different template for what you're supposed to be doing. But you raise all your babies the same way. To do the exact same shit, to be the same motherfuckers. Some of that upbringing is gonna conflict with them. Some of that upbringing is gonna conflict with them. You feel me? But you raise them all one cookie cutter template. Do you wonder why they rebel? You wonder why they don't fuck with nobody? And then is your parenting style even conducive to any of them? Is the parenting style that raised you as this type of person even conducive to somebody who has a totally different type? These children are children humans, bro. They're not little slaves. They're not fucking minions that we have to, we don't start respecting until they get something. No, they're human life. But we don't treat it like that. You feel me? We don't treat it like that. And then it's like, we push them to a point where make me proud. Make me proud of you. Make me do this. No, it should be the other way around. Parents should be making their children proud. Because you got to think about it. A child has to trust you to guide them. I don't think we really take that into consideration. <clears throat> Children choose us like whether people want to believe it or not. Yeah, they can say, oh, I didn't ask to be here in regards. In the physical, you didn't you know, physically ask whatever, but you chose the parent, the parental structure you're supposed to grow up in, right? You chose them to be who was going to guide you, who was supposed to guide you. You feel me? You chose, but here's the aspect of it. You chose the soul to guide you, not the mind and definitely not the body. You chose the soul to guide you. What happens when that soul was not tapped? Because I'm going to add it. What happened was when that soul was not cultivated the way it was supposed to be, but your bond is still there as you're supposed to be my parent. And here's why I'm going to say that because this shit gets, this is like on a physical aspect from a biological perspective. When a woman is, uh, when a woman is pregnant with a girl, there's three generations. 
You feel what I'm saying? The mother, the child, and then the grandbaby. When she's pregnant with a girl, that's three generations. Shit's already divinely orchestrated. <laughs> because when a woman gets pregnant and she has a girl, the girl is already born with every egg in her womb that she's supposed to have already in her body. So every potential baby that she's supposed to have is already in the body. Now, that's where the soul and the mental comes in because it's like the child that that is supposed to come through is already set and scheduled to come through. But it's the process in between the upbringing and all of that shit that has to go hand in hand with it. You dig what I mean? That's some powerful shit. That's some powerful shit to consider. But it's like what happens when we are raised rather than guided? You feel me? And we think we're being guided and we're being controlled. You feel me? A lot of us have reached that point in our lives where we're at that, like, yo, I did all of this shit. And it's like, why do I still feel unfulfilled in life? Because you were raised. You achieved everything for everybody. And then it's like, then what? You feel me? As an entrepreneur, I attest to this off, off of, I tell the story a lot. Well, not a lot, but I've been technically myself for the last six years. I've been who I'm supposed to be for six years, like openly. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I've been a writer. I've been the, 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 the poet. I've been the lyricist. I've been the speaker. I've been all of these different things. Uh, the, the thinker, like all of these things that I do now that I actively show, those are all of the things that who I've always been. I've been a hustler, man. Motherfuckers didn't see that. I've been an entrepreneur. I've been getting paper. I've been chasing it. Nobody saw it because I was young and I was hiding it. I was hiding it because every time I expressed it, it was, well, that's cool, but you got to do this with life. That's cool, but you got to get serious because now it's like, damn, y'all played me because now I'm doing all of this and I'm doing significantly better than I did when I was in the game that y'all told me to play. And I'm watching how the the low keys, the subtle enviness is there because it's like, not the enviness, but yeah, it's envy, jealousy, because it's like, you took a chance to live your life and you did it. But see, for me, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit greater because it wasn't just a job. It was an entire, like, it was spiritual beliefs, religious structure. It was everything. So much so that when I talked to people, like, I've been where you've been before. Hmm. How did I make it through and you couldn't? Because now <laughs> we got to weigh things out. Now we got to weigh things out. What was the power of your soul? Who was the actual motherfucker who was doing certain shit? Like, what I wanted to do, like, now it's the point of, well, I wanted to do what you wanted to do. Well, I wanted to do what you're doing, but I didn't have the time. I didn't have the time either, but I got it done. So I, 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 don't, I don't get what you're saying. Because when people say shit, like, when it's for you, it's for you, and you don't have to work for it, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. When you when it's for you, you have to work twice as hard because it's yours. You got to work to have it and you got to work to keep it. And then you got to work again to keep it forever. You feel what I'm saying? But the upbringing aspect of it is watching how it plays itself out. You see that what they once tried to what was once asserted on that generation they want to assert on the assert on the next generation so they can feel that level of control that they never had. The purpose of the control is not over your child. It's not over a child or to have it over. It's to have control over yourself. Nobody takes control over themselves. But as human nature, we desire control. This is why power is a thing. This is why powerful power is a thing. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. 
So this is why power is a thing, but this is why also why powerful people are powerful. People don't pay attention to this. They think powerful people are tyrants or rude or everything like that. Powerful people have absolute control over themselves. That's what separates the powerful from the powerless. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. It's not just, okay, read the 48 laws of power and now you can manifest power. I don't give a fuck. You can read all 48 of the motherfuckers 150 times until you take control over yourself. Self-control, not self-containment, self-control. Like, Because we look at self-control like have some self-control when a motherfucker's behavior is wild. It's like, yo, sit still. We think that self-control. Self-control is when you take absolute control over your reality. That's when you become powerful. Not only do you become powerful, you become strong as well. As Huey Newton said, power is the ability to define phenomena and make it act in a desired manner, right? And so for a two, I mentioned that strength is the past, the capacity to uh, go against resistance until that resistance stops or until the strength gives out. Like the longer it can go, the longer that's how you have strength. When you have power and strength, that's when you become an invincible person because you are now tapping into controlling yourself. You cannot have power if you do not have self-control. But we live in a world where we have taught one to relinquish our control to something else, which means that we still have that desire for control. You know you still have the desire for control because you have a desire for power. Why do you think motherfuckers dress a certain way? Motherfuckers talk a certain way. They get these degrees and they feel they feel validated by promotions and how much tenure they have and how much. That's where you get your power because you're still craving it. But you never seek power within. You seek power for without. You seek the control from outside of yourself. You feel what I'm saying? And like I said, that becomes as kids we have as children, we're taught to relinquish our control to something. We still need control. So it's like, I don't have to, when I no longer have self-control, I no longer have to be accountable or responsible. I give it up to something, right? The older we get, the more we give our control to other things. We have, we, we put the control of our finances in the hands of a job. You feel me? We put the control of our spirituality in the hands of a religion. We put the control of our mental health in the hands of therapists and, and other, like, don't get me wrong. Therapy is cool. Like, get it. You see what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with it, but it will still have its limitations if you don't have the ability and the capacity to, you be, it becomes a crutch. Medicine only gets you so far. You need healing. A lot of what we're taught, like, we look at how the healthcare system works and it's to medicate people. Everything in this society is about medicating you. You feel me? Motherfuckers are like, I was just talking to somebody who was like, yo, I don't understand. And this blew my mind because it shows how much they don't pay attention to me. Right. While saying that they pay attention to me. So motherfuckers was like, I feel like, you know, you should just, you know, get a job and, you know, find a job in forensic. Cause I would hate to know that you're using, that you have a whole degree that you're not using. Cause you could be making six figures. I'm like, first off, Ain't no six-figure jobs in forensics. The highest six-figure job in forensics is forensic pathology. And you got to go to med school. And there's a debt-to-income ratio that ties into that. You don't really make six figures. So it's like you put that on, on, on paper and it looks like that. And it's like, but and it's like, well, I feel like you're not using your degree. Did you not read Hitting the Raw, Living a Raw, Plant-Based Lifestyle for Life? 
do you know what my degree consists of? I'm a forensic biologist, but I had to study molecular biology, microbiology, cellular biology, um, regular biology, chemistry, uh, general chemistry, organic chemistry, inorganic chemistry. Um, so many different, I had to do zoology, so many different scientific pieces had to go into that. I'm like, you think I just wrote that book? Just to, like, how was I able to make so many different connections to understand proteins, understand lipids, carbohydrates, all of these things? You think I'm not using it? I've used it in such a way that I don't have to use it anymore. This is now something that's permanent in the world. You dig what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, so I still use my degree. I don't get why y'all think that I don't. I also looked at if my part of my forensic um, degree. I had to study mathematics and statistics and analyzing um, data, plots, all of that stuff. Oh, as a day trader, I could read the fuck out of a chart. <laughs> I could read the fuck out of a chart. So I've learned that what happens is that structure, that previous structure of growth of, um, you know, elders and things of that nature, they have a one-sided thing because they don't understand what it is to take control over themselves because they've always relinquished their control. So it's like, okay, you were supposed to go to school, get the degree and be controlled. I was taught to get a good job not to create good jobs. You know how many people I have taught so far how to make money in a stock market that I'm making like that that's I create jobs. Like at this point I'm I'm like yo I create not only jobs, I create income for people. Now I don't know no no MLM type shit. It's like no, I show people how to create their own income, how to become master fully in control of your circumstance, fully in control of yourself, right? But how that developed within me was more so because I had to take the control back. I'm getting on point. I kind of drifted off, but I'm tying it back into how it relates to what we're talking about still, because that is the dynamic in which I had to switch to take control over myself. Rather than having my control given to somebody else. Like I said, we give our control to jobs. We give our control to, to religions, to churches, to mosques, all of these different things. Everything outside of us has our control, even the deities that we, because our perception of a deity is not real. We follow a deity the way in which somebody has led us to believe in it, not through our true experience. So when we do have experience that we cannot comprehend because we don't have the control of ourselves to actually sit with that experience, we can only attribute it to the deity as opposed to solving a problem or solving what it is. You feel what I'm saying? The deity gave us the solutions and the skills the moment it gave us life. All right, all right, look, look, look. The markets are not a difficult place to understand, all right? You just have to know what you're looking at. And there's five things that you need to see before you can make any market entry. First, you need a pocket, so you can know which direction the market is going. Second, you need a pullback, so you can get the better price. Third, you need a battlefield, so you can see when that market movement is slowing down. Fourth, you need the upper hand, so you can see when the market reactivates. And last, you need a final push, so you can see the exact moment when it's time to go with the direction you are already moving in.
okay? Of course, of course, there's so much more that has to go into that and it's not as cut and dry as that. But those are things that I teach in my Mastering the Market course. So if you would like to learn more, please visit IamJustSing.com and check out the Mastering the Market course today. Although it is directed and specialized for Forex, all of the skills I crafted them to be transferable to any market that you're looking at. So again, visit IamJustSing.com and check out the Mastering the Market course today if you are truly looking to master the market. Why do we still need to keep going back to other intercessors on behalf of the deity? You know, you tap in. You know what I'm saying? This goes back into what I was saying about the manifestation through your authentic self. Your deity know who the fuck you really are? It made you that way. You are in that environment, in that circumstance, in that life to be that, to be whatever product comes out of that. Because they tell us you're a product of your environment, right? So every dynamic of your life, every dynamic of the, the life that you lived is designed for you to be who the fuck you're supposed to be for your mission in the world. You feel me? I mean, I'm not tooting my horn. I don't, you know, but it is what it is. Me being born without a father. Well, I was born with a father because I wouldn't have been born. Y'all know what the fuck I mean. Me being raised without a father in my life. And that served as the catalyst. Like I say, your purpose is on the other side of your pain. In healing that so frail developing. This is one of the things it turned into. You feel me? Because you know the podcast has so frail conversations and so frail one, two, and three. Like these are some of the things that it turned into. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it took me to taking control over myself. You feel me? It took me acknowledging that, damn, I had to relinquish my control up to my parents, to my grandparents, to my aunts, uncles, the churches, and all of these different things. Who and it's like, yo, why did you give up all of that control when I created you to control yourself to do what the fuck you're supposed to do in this world? I'm saying fuck because you know, I, I this is conversations I have with the source. This is this is how I gotta speak to the source. The source sees me speaks like this on a regular basis. You feel me? I can't do a whole podcast like this, profane, profundity, talking how I talk, and then go come to my source and be like, okay, here I come as your humble. I know you ain't humble, bro. I don't, I know you don't do that. I know you don't talk like this on a regular basis. Don't even play me like that. So your manifestation can't come unless you're being your authentic self. You feel what I'm saying? So when we're watching how the elder generation telling us, yo, do this because it works, you failed at it. You succeeded at the life that somebody else wanted you to do, but you failed at living your own. That's tragic. You failed at living your own. So much so that you don't think that somebody else can live their own life. How many times have parents killed a child's dream of saying, I've been where you've been before and I've done. Well, why didn't you go through the wall? Because what you're telling me is that you tried to do something. And this is where, because the communication barrier is not fully present. So when a child hears that, as the child is in their rebellious teenage phase, that's when they soul is speaking out, but they're hearing from a controlling perspective of somebody who failed at being themselves. So not even being themselves, but trying something that didn't work. But what I'm particularly trying right now is a part of my life mission. You're telling me you've done this before and you failed? You're telling me that it won't work out for me? My life mission won't work out for me? Think about that. Sit with that. How many times have you may have heard as a child growing up, a parent, an elder, whatever, say, I've been where you were before. And as they're speaking to you, 
you feel something deeper, like, but nah, this is deeper than that. And what they're telling you is about, I did something that I just tried, but I'm now talking you out of your life mission. They potentially talking you out of your life mission because they're telling you that they've been there before. So your internalization as a child is like, that means that you have tried your life purpose and didn't work and it didn't work for you. Damn. Not try to get rich quick scheme or get money is like you tried your life purpose. And what do you do with that? Like that happened to me when I was 26 years old because I dropped out. Of, I quit. I quit uh, the master's program, you know, because I after my, my grandma's situation when she got killed and everything, I realized I was only in med school to graduate for her. That's something I had to come to terms with. The drive wasn't there anymore. Like it was to make her proud. I, I never forget the moment I said that because it was like she didn't get to make it to my my college graduation. I didn't even know if I was going to graduate at the time because I was going through a heartbreak and all this other crazy shit. And so I was like, I may not graduate, so I'm not sending no invites out. Everything orchestrated, I was able to you know get out and shit. So she missed it, but I had a couple aunts and uncles there, but she missed it. You feel me? My mom, tears of joy. She broke out crying. I'm so proud of this and the third. I realized that I had did that for her. I did that for them. It wasn't for me. But I felt good to say I did something for him, because for them, because there was an other situation, you know, previous life. I revealed that sometime down the line when we get a little more comfortable. But I made my mama cry two, cry two times in my life. One for something bad, the other thing for graduating from college. You feel me? So in those moments, that changed the dynamic of how I perceived. You feel what I'm saying? Because when I was going through med school and everything, it's like once my grandma got killed, the drive was gone. Because I was like, I want to finish. I got, let me go ahead and get in so I can finish before, you know, you know what I mean? Before she goes so she can see me be, you know, be a doctor. And then it's like, I didn't finish. And it was like, Everybody was just like, yo, you didn't finish. You get. I didn't really want to do it in the first place, to be honest with you. <laughs> y'all just didn't know that because y'all never paid attention to me. So it was easy to give up because the force, the driving force that was pushing me to do it, it was gone. I wasn't doing the shit for me, but I always knew that I was a healer. And that's where the lines got blurred because I always knew I was a healer. I always knew I was a teacher. I always knew I was a, a thinker, you know what I'm saying, in regards to what it is, but I would just never be myself, but I've always had an entrepreneur job drive. So the point that I'm making is that when I first left school, when I left the master's program or whatever the case may be, because that's when ISIS was on cake. I like, oh, school ain't for me, bro. This I'm done with the shit. But I always knew how to make money. I can literally pull money out of thin air. And then people were like, oh, you just lucky. No, it's not that. It's something deeper. It's something deeper. It's a part of who I am. It's my essence. It's my core. There's no reason why I can snap my fingers and go get it. You feel what I mean? Like, it's it's not that, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I will be able to do it like in jobs and go up quick. They're like, yo, how'd you get promoted so fast? Because I understand what it takes to get the paper. I never got that. I just thought, oh, you're a hard worker. You're this, that, and the third. Like, so I was like, you know, what is it? it and when I left school and I started my um, first MLM business, you know, my mom was like, I've done one of those before. It's not going to work. It doesn't work or whatever the case may be. And she was right. That business didn't work. I'm an entrepreneur. 
That's why I was gravitated towards that. But that's also why I got out because I said, this is like a job. This isn't it. This isn't it. But this is not. But this is aligned with where I'm supposed to be going. And then I just kept going. I kept going. I kept finding it. And then that's when I went into, you know, I got into the valet and everything like that. And it's like that was a hustle. I was getting paid every single day because you got a tip. You got to you got to we were paid off of our tips. Like I happened to be at one of the good sites. So we got the hourly rate or whatever, but it was 715, everything, 715 hour. So everything else was dependent upon your tips, which means you had to have good customer service. You had to be prompt. You had to do all these different things. You had to show up and be who you were. 100%. I had to show, I had to be myself. And it's like when I started to catch the game of people tip more when they know that you're your, your authentic self. So I started breaking that barrier of behaving a certain way. It's like, it'll be you. And I would make people laugh, chuckle and stuff just from, yo, this is who I really am. My tips started rolling in. That was the first safety net part. It was like, yo, the whole system was about, yo, be yourself. Be yourself. When you be yourself, you're going to see what it is. And so when I went up to be promoted, you know, everybody was like, oh, you just, I didn't get lucky. I learned the skills. And I didn't realize that all of this shit that I was doing as far as entrepreneurship was about acquiring skills, acquiring skills and making motherfuckers pay you for them. I've done that all my life. I acquired skills and motherfuckers paid me for it. Didn't even know that. I didn't even know that that's what I was doing. When I was in um, elementary school, middle school, like motherfuckers were like, yo, um, I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. I do. So now I'm going to show you. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I was learning intellectual property. I had that skill all along. You feel me? Now by eighth grade, Eight, seventh, eighth grade in middle school, that's when I started selling. See, now, that was illegal. Don't get me wrong. I didn't know it was illegal at the time. I mean, shit, it was free to download. The fuck? <laughs> you feel me? But I knew the hustle. I knew how to fill a need when people had something. You feel me? And so I'm like, all right, bam, let me figure this out. So that spirit was always in me. That's who I truly was. That's who I truly am. There's no way around it. I'm like, and I can't be anything else. Any, I was like, why am I miserable at any job? I'm like, yo, I deserve to be up here faster. You got to wait. I ain't got to wait for shit. I don't. I don't. Because I just know how that I got to, you know, in, get in and execute. Like every job I work, I'd be like, look, I'm going to be here like in a month and a half. And they'll be like, no, you ain't. It's going to take time. I remember when I worked in a call center. I'm going to get back to the topic, but this is an important part. Like, I remember when I worked in a call center and... The, uh, my team, like the trainer that we had, I said, look, yo, I'm only, cause I don't, I ain't want to talk on the phone to these rude motherfuckers, these disrespectful motherfuckers. So I said, look, I'm going to learn the game real quick. So well, so I can just, you know, stay off the phones and help the people who still are. And it was like, yo, it's going to take about three months or whatever the case may be. I said, look, I'm only going to be on the phones for a month. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. So I mastered it. You feel me? I was able to get my phone calls down between five to 10 minutes, work through the whole system on how to, you know, find this here, find that here, boom, 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 get them off the phone 10 minutes. Surveys are going through the roof because everything was good because I was efficient. I was quick. Didn't take them too long. I knew what I was doing. Bam, bam, bam. Here's here. I was off the floors and I was off the phones in a, in a month walking the floors, still getting paid. They were like, and then my trainer was like, you said you were going to do it. I'm so proud of you. You're one of my students. So that means that I trained well. It had nothing to do with you. Because I'm the only one from your training class on the floor. Had everything to do with me at the end of the day taking control of what opportunity I had. You dig what I'm saying? So when taking and taking control of that opportunity, it said, I said, look, I still want to get paid to do nothing. That's been my hustle. Do the hard part so I can get paid to show people how to do it for me. 
but not on the MLM type shit. But so I got off the off the phones, started walking around. The only reason why I got back on the phones is because my team started fucking up the numbers. My surveys were the ones keeping the numbers up. But then when I got off the phones, my my crew leader was like, "Look, we need you back on the phones." For fucking what? I earned the right to be off. And she was like, "Well, our numbers are starting to slip, and you're the only one with the good surveys." Yo, tell the motherfuckers to tighten up and get better talking on the phones. That ain't got shit to do with me. I don't want to get off the floor. I want to. I don't want to be on the phones, yo. That's why I worked to get to this point. You feel what I'm saying? Like that. It was like, but so they put me back on the shit. You know, but that's what it was. I got right back off. I said, I look, are the numbers good? Oh, yeah, we back. Okay, cool. Take me back off. And that was a powerful moment because the control of my life let me have control of my circumstance. Because it was like in that call center when I told them, take me off the floor. I mean, take me off the phones because I've proven that I can be off. They took me off. You feel what I'm saying? When I was working valet, when I was, you know, moving myself up in the rank, every time I asked for a promotion, they gave it to me. And motherfuckers like, oh, you just getting lucky. No, I'm taking, I'm like, it's like infinity stones. I'm taking off the necessary things, you know what I'm saying? But at the course, because I was being myself. And so I'm circling all that back to that story being when I had that conversation, you know, with my mom about her saying that she had been through the MLM thing, or, you know, and it didn't work for her. And I was like, you went through the MLM thing as somebody who wasn't an entrepreneur. I am. That's where the difference is. And so I kept pushing. You dig what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong. This is not a slight towards my mom. Like the level of understanding that I have about life as a whole, I don't get mad at shit anymore. I know what level of the mind somebody is. I know what traumas affected them. I know what life cycles. Because when I looked at how... You know, when my grandma got killed, I had to, it's, it sucked the energy out of everybody. It sucked the energy out of everybody because everybody was striving to do be better just so she can see it. You feel me? And it wasn't to be for themselves. Nobody was doing anything for themselves. They were either doing everything, you know, in spite of her or for her approval. It was no, it was no I'm doing this for me. So it was like when that happened, <clears throat> when that happened, you know, I just watched how so many, you know, gave it. And it was like, yo, how are you still doing this? You feel me? I'm like, because it works. Nah, nah, because it didn't work. For, it didn't work for you because this ain't your shit. This ain't your shit. How many parents, how many people have been talked out of their purpose because somebody told them that they tried something that they're doing that's tied to their purpose and Hold on, let me say it because it's going to start getting uh, convoluted. How many times have people stopped doing something that was in line with their purpose because a person that they gave they control to, a person that they looked up to, the person that they saw as an authority figure said that they tried that very thing and it didn't work for them. But it wasn't their purpose. Somebody talked you out of your purpose by telling you that they did your purpose, but their pur- your, you guys didn't have the same purpose for life. Of course, if that's not your purpose, you'll fail at it. But when it's my purpose, you I can't fail at my purpose. You're not designed to fail at your purpose. You're not. You're designed to push through. But we've been psyched out of a lot of the things that really make us who we are. You feel me? I was, I've been watching a, a post circulate a lot. It was like, yo... 
the word, the, the term dream job just don't sit with me because sit right with me. Cause who dreams of working? No fucking body. No fucking body. I know people right now that are on their last leg. You know, they're like, oh, I retire in five years. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because your pension, when you get that pension and your money's cut, but your bills stay the same, you're still in the same debts. You didn't get anything paid off. How are you going to fix that? You're going to justify it with, oh, yeah, you know, because I don't like staying home. So I'm going to get me another job. You have to. That's different. And so many people don't know how to live their own purpose because they never took control of their own lives because of the way in which they were parented. They were parented in the sense of control because that parent had no control and sought to control their children. Yo, you got to do this because I couldn't do it. I'm not I'm not knocking that because that is a valid reason to push your children, you know, do this because I couldn't. But you don't necessarily have to do like we got to stop doing that because our children, a lot of their purposes don't align with a lot of shit that we told them to do that we couldn't. We, do, we didn't have the privilege of doing. We didn't get the luxury of doing. You feel what I'm saying? That's one of the, the, the damaging parts about it. Like I was saying, when the cycles repeat, you know, what affected you is what you will use to affect somebody else. Specifically your children. Feel me? How many dreams have been killed? And it wasn't until the, 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 the person disappeared out of your space that it was, now I can live my own life, but now it's too late because my life is pretty much done. I'm already locked into this one and I can't change it. There's nothing I can do about it. You feel what I'm saying? There's absolutely nothing I can do about it. When I had to come to terms with that shit that I had done for everybody else, I had lived the life that everybody else wanted me to live. And now that I'm living my own, it's different. People are, are like, well, you still got to do it. My, I don't. I can't do anything your way ever again. I can't do anything anybody's way ever again because only my way works. Now, I don't know if it's my way or the highway type shit, but literally only my way works for my life. I have reached the level of understanding who I am. It's not, you know, they always say believe in yourself. I speak on there being four levels of the mind, belief, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. You reach a point where belief gets you through the door. Then you got to know yourself. That's something the conscious community gloat about all the time. Know yourself. What do you do when you know yourself? After you know yourself, you apply yourself to experience yourself. The experience leads you to understanding yourself. I've gone through all phases of the mind when it comes to myself and I understand who the fuck I am. Nobody can doubt me. Nobody can hype me up or psych me out of shit anymore. But this also goes back into the control that I took over myself because up until age 25, everything outside of me had control of me. My, my reality was predicated on how I gave other people control of what I do. You feel me? I don't want to let them down. You get to a point where you have so many motherfuckers you don't want to let down that you can't even build yourself up. Sit with that. Because I had to. <laughs> I had to sit with that. You have reached a point where you don't want to let so many people down that you cannot build yourself up.
which in turn now makes you look at your children differently because it's like, I now have to control what they do. I don't, I don't know who they are. I'm not going to learn who they are. I'm going to make them be what I want to be. And now I'm going to keep the cycle going of them having to do for me, make me proud, show me something, show me something. Like you're a child. You're only supposed to be guided and have your soul developed. I'm supposed to be making you proud. I'm supposed to be making you proud to be called my child. Because you've done, because I've done things and I've set up a reality for you to be your absolute self, to fully tap in and grow into your absolute self. People always get, get you know, look at Jada, Jaden and Willow and say, oh, they some different. They have the capacity and the freedom to be themselves. They're not little versions of Jada. They're not little versions of Will. They're themselves. And we don't know how to embrace that as black people. You know why? Because their parents didn't control them. They allowed them to be free. I don't think people understand what free really is. Not careless, not reckless or anything like that. They allowed them to freely be themselves. <clears throat> like you, you heard, like you ever, and they weren't rebellious. Like a lot of these kids, when we see them having situations like the teens, they grow up, you know, like the Nicole Richies and all of them, it's like, they were in this fucked up situations where it's like, now I'm going to rebel. I wasn't free. I was rebelling. I wasn't being free. I was rebelling. And then, you know, you get sex tapes and all kind of crazy shit. Girls going wild. It's like, oh, those were my college days. And there was a, whatever. That was your freedom. This is why motherfuckers, when they first go to college, they go crazy. They go crazy because ain't nobody watching. Ain't nobody controlling me no more. Here's a powerful piece of that. Nobody's controlling me anymore, but I never, I was never told to have control over myself. My control extends outside of me. This is why I never understood like why motherfuckers, because I had a girlfriend like this, you know, we got to go, we got to get back at church. Cause I'm not like, well, live right. Nah, cause I don't, my spirit don't be right during a week and whatever. Well, live fucking right. Sunday ain't going to do shit to you. Sunday ain't going to do shit for you. It's like, yo, how do you live life like where it's like, well, I low-key have control. Like, certain shit don't bother me. I took, I at 17 years old with the first moment, I knew for a fact I took control of my life and I took my own life into my own hands. I took it back from everything that had it. You feel me? Well, at the time, it wasn't the deity. Like, I still had, like, uh, I gave it, you know what I'm saying? But then I was like, I, I looked at life like this. People were like, oh, you got to give your, your soul to God. Or you got to give your soul to Allah. I'm like, but did they not give it to me? For me to give it back says I don't want it. That's how I looked at life. For me to say, you know, I give you my soul. Take control of me. Do for me. And like, that's disrespectful. If anything, that's blasphemy. Because it's like, you gave it to me to do something with. And I'm giving it right back to you so you can do it for me. Sit with that. I don't think people understand their deity the way they're supposed to understand their deity because they believe in it. They're like, I got to give it my soul. I got to give it my, and let them use you. You're supposed to be using yourself. That's why you got it. Like, 
They gave it to you. You're going to give it back and just live through life and say, hmm, I got favor. Favor ain't fair. The fuck? This is delusional. It's really delusional. But again, I'm tying it back into the parenting and the episode of the parental controls because these are the steps in which we give ourselves to something outside of us. We're taught to do this. Children, you know, first you give your control up. First, you give your control up to your parents. Then you give your control up to your deity. Then you leave that. You have to give your control up to your teachers. Then you leave that. You give your control up to, you know, people, the authority, quote unquote, authority figures outside, doctors, all of these different things. You never step to control yourself. So now you get older and you've given your control to so many different things. And I know a lot of people look at, oh, you just, y'all y'all can just see it from the religious perspective and like, oh, he's talking. No, no, no. Let's look at everything you've given your control up to, right? Because you're giving your control up. You've given the control over your body up. So now you need a doctor. Now, don't get me wrong. Doctors just, you know, it's, it's, I feel like doctors should be like firefighters, only for emergencies. You feel me? But you've given the control up for your own autonomy, the own, the, your own understanding of your body, the refusal to truly understand it for yourself, to have somebody else understand it for you. You got to pay for that. You dig what I mean? When we look at jobs, you know, when we look at teachers, or the case may be educators, I get it. Kids need to be guided into that. They need their own teachers. However, it's like we're not taught. We're not, no, we're not learning in schools. We're being taught. So it's based off of how this curriculum is supposed to be ingrained within me. So yeah, kid ain't being educated. You're not being educated. So you relinquish that. So you go to college and you put your, you put your understanding and your learning in the hands of somebody else. Somebody else is now in control of teaching you. Somebody else is now in control of expanding your mind. Think about that. So not only, so now you don't have your body. Now you don't have your, um, your mind. You feel me? Your lawyer, your, your law, the law information, you don't, a lot of motherfuckers don't know the law, so they don't know how to maneuver through it. You feel me? But motherfuckers ain't going to take the time to learn, learn law. So now your lawyer is going to capitalize off of that because they're going to learn it. And it's all off of interpretation. You go to any courtroom, whatever the case may be, it's how can you interpret the law in favor of this or that? You feel me? And you got to be certified with it. You feel what I'm saying? I've seen motherfuckers who have no law degree represent themselves based off of the fact that he understands certain law statutes. And you know what I mean? It's like, how did you beat the lawyers out? You know what I'm saying? But again, it's a part of the control that we give up. And a lot of it, we pay to give it up. You feel me? We, we give the control of our spiritual system, our spirit. We give the control of our spirit to, you know, we don't even give it to the deities that don't even know it. We give it to the books that talk about the deities. We give it to the people that tell us the message of the deity. And we never listen to the message of the deity our damn selves. You feel what I'm saying? Our deity speaks with us every single day. Ask a motherfucker what they sound like. They won't describe their own voice. So what have you given your control up to? So now you can't even hear when your deity is speaking to you. You really cannot hear it. Because you're looking for a different voice that you have been, that, that the control has been relinquished. And these are the things that I'm, I'm mentioning because this control has been taken away from us since we were kids. Everything we've given up, right? Our parents have done the same thing. Their parents have done the same thing. You feel what I'm saying? So much so that 
they had to impose that on their children because I finally have something that I can control. When all along I've had something that I could control, which was myself, but I couldn't do it. So I gave my control up. Now the control that I want, I'm going to assert over my children. My children are going to grow up. Yo, you have to do this. You feel me? You have to do this. Like I've I've heard, you know, when I when I um I think like at the time I was like so I was like 25, 26. So I think I was still on my mom's health insurance or whatever cuz I was old enough cuz I was still in school. And or no, or at the time I think my mom was paying it. It was like $70 a month or something like that. You know, I could have paid it and then it wasn't a problem at all. You feel me? But she said something to me that stuck with me for a long time. And it helped me understand her. It helped me understand the dynamic and it helped me understand a lot of what I'm talking about. She was like, well, you can start paying your um your own insurance. I was like, okay. And she was like, yeah, because, you know, as I always say, I'll support you as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So I, I stopped and I was like, no. You'll support me as long as I'm doing what you want me to do. And then it hit me like, then I went back in life. I was like, damn, that's what it's always been. That was the conditional thing. You feel what I'm saying? And I was like, that's really what it's been. And I say, because I'm literally doing what, and this is this was the, when I realized that there was levels in the conversation, because I was like, I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> To the core, to the core of what it really is. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So it's like I've learned that a lot of parents are in that space where as long as you do, I'm, I'm going to cut you off if she didn't cut me off or anything like that. It was, fuck it, it was $70, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, you pay your own insurance. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm not tripping. That's that's not a problem. You know what I'm saying? But it was the whole fact of as long as I'll support you as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do. You know, you're supporting me as long as I'm doing what you want me to do. Because I'm literally doing what I'm supposed to be doing for life. I tapped in. I tapped in and I was giving my mission of what, what I was actually supposed to be doing and I'm doing it. And now that I'm doing it, it seems like, what is the issue? And now I see what it is, the parenting scope collectively. Because it wasn't just me, because I, I look at my homies and it's like, they be like, yeah, man, I don't want to do this shit anymore. And don't. Fuck. I don't know what else to do. You got to tap in and figure out what you want to do. You feel me? What? And it's not even what you want to do is what you're supposed to do. All of the shit that I do now, as far as writing books and all of this, like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's different. And so now I'm like, I did everything for everybody else. But where was everybody else at when I was miserable? It was everybody else had when I was down. When everybody convinced me to go, how come nobody chipped in for my school books? Ain't nobody paid for it. Ain't nobody give me shit. Support. Like, where where would you where'd you support me at? <laughs> you feel me? The loans, I took them out. I signed those loans up. Like, I don't like I gotta pay that back. Where's the support at for that? You feel me? I don't need a cheerleader. I don't need like and I reached a point where it's like, because now I understand myself so well, it's like, yo, I'm literally doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But I understand that, damn, a lot of motherfuckers ain't get to do what they were supposed to do. Family, friends, it don't matter, elders, a lot of people, they're looking at like, how are you still? And 
a lot of them are so programmed to what they have been told to control to do. And they're like, yo, how are you still successful? And you're not doing it any of the ways that we, t- we told you was supposed to work. They was like, well, I'm doing me. Y'all say that when you when you following your mission and you listening to God's will or whatever the case may be, then things align. What do you think I'm doing? Like, you feel what I'm saying? But it goes into the control. With the relinquishing of the control of the parent, they have to assert the control of the children over the children. What do you do when you assert that control over your child? And now your child can't grow. Or when your child grows beyond, you can't even fathom where they went because you were supposed to go there too, but you couldn't because you didn't want to, you know what I'm saying? I know people right now that are scared to live their lives because they're like, what are people going to think? I don't give a fuck what people think. You shouldn't either. Because those who mind don't matter. No, Yeah, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. This is that, that when I heard that quote and that phrase, that's a real sentiment. As an entrepreneur, it's like, yo, you can't, I don't sell shit to my friends. I don't sell shit to my families. I go to my target audience and I say, yeah, y'all are looking for this. I got it. What's up? Meet me in the middle. Let me show you why I'm the best person to fuck with. You feel me? Finding my audience was one of the best things that I could have ever did in all regards. Cause I have multiple audiences, but in finding my audience, I was like, yo. I get you, bro. Because now that shows that requires me to show up my authentic self all the time because all I display is my authentic self. I got to find people who want this, who are looking for this, nothing else, who are looking for this in the realm or whatever it is that we're looking at. And I'm learning that that's where I came from. You feel me? But I had to look at it from the perspective of what was the parental, what was it like to be raised? And I realized that the entire time it was, my issue was that I had to take my control back from everything I've given my control to. And it was, it was a lot because I'm a young, I'm the youngest, I'm the baby of the family. So there was control given up to my sister, my brother, my mom, the church, the pastors, the deacons, the teachers, the principals, every look at run through the gamut and think about how much shit you give your control up to. Have you ever had a chance to be? When did you ever take control over yourself? Because, like I said, to take control over yourself requires you to have a different level of accountability and responsibility. I feel like that's our only goal in life. That's the only rule of our parents and to guide our children into learning how to control themselves. You feel me? And it's crazy because we watch these Marvel movies like X-Men and shit. Professor Xavier got the whole school for the gift of students and he takes the raw ones out of the streets or whatever the case may be. And he doesn't he doesn't make them universal mutants. He makes them unique to them and harness their power to the fullest capacity as themselves. He didn't he didn't make Jubilee act like rogue. You feel what I'm saying? He didn't make Cyclops act like Gambit. He brought the best out of who they really were and enhanced that and made the motherfucking X-Men. Shit be right there, but it don't be right there till it's right there. Shit be right there in your motherfucking face and you like, wow, I get it. I get it. We're raising motherfuckers like that. 
Here you are, motherfucker, with a unique personal gift that somebody, and the thing, tying it back to the X-Men thing, Professor Xavier is just mind control. How the fuck can you teach a motherfucker with optic blast to control the shit? He's not. He's teaching the essence of self. This is who you are. This is what you control. This is what you embrace. That's what parenting is supposed to be. But you got to know your children, not develop your children to become what you failed at or what you couldn't do in life. But it's hard. Why? Because that cycle is still there. Because it was imposed on me as a child. Now I impose it on a child because that's what's best. For who? You or the child? And don't forget to take a moment to go get your exclusive merchandise from Just Scenes Merch. At Just Scenes, each piece is specifically crafted with positive imagery and symbolism. From the titles and designs to the descriptions, each style gives you something to feel great about. With everything from hoodies and tees to coffee mugs and tote bags, we have something for the entire family. So be sure to get yours today. Find us on Instagram at Just Scenes Merch and get your merchandise right now. All right, all right, I'm going to wrap it up there. I'm going to wrap it up there. That episode, this episode was kind of like, I don't know why it came to me. I guess somebody need to hear it, but I was meditating. It was like, yo, talk about this today. Because I really wasn't going to go on this episode. I had something else planned for today. But um, yeah, as I look at the way things have changed and the way things are going, it's just like, the biggest piece is control. You know, I watch how parents can't understand their kids anymore. Like this is one of the quandaries that I faced when I quote unquote woke up and I really became me. When I woke up, it wasn't just like me becoming aware of black culture and shit like that because I already had that. But when I fully tapped into myself and the goal and the gift was to actually be me and be myself, it changed my entire reality. And it changed my reality in such a way that everything changed for me. And now nobody can comprehend what I am. And I realized that the reason they can't comprehend what I am is not because they aren't trying to, it's because they can't control it anymore. Nobody can tell me, go do this. And I say, okay, I'm gonna go do it right now. Nobody can tell me that anymore. Nobody can do that. And my slogan, peace, love, knowledge, and freedom I got the episode on that if you haven't heard it. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. The freedom is very important in that. Nobody controls me. I wanted to be in a situation where nobody can control me or anything I do. You can try, but I have the power to remove myself from that situation. You feel me? But it comes into, I've learned to control myself. Not behave well. Because y'all clearly y'all talk a lot of shit. But it's not that I behave well. But I've learned to be. And in being, I had to control myself. And I'm learning that we don't allow children to be themselves. Therefore, they never develop the capacity to control themselves. So when who they truly are ever emerges, they don't use it for good. They don't know how to use it for good. 
they know how to use it for typically a bad thing. And that's where the outcome comes in, where they feel like this isn't for me. You very well could have used it for something positive. But you didn't even know what you were using. You just knew you had something. Didn't know how to harness it. And who was there to teach you to harness it? Nobody. Why? Because you're not doing what I want you to do. You're not doing what I need you to do as the child in my household. Just as I had to do certain things in the household when I was a child. If I didn't, I got beat, I got whatever. And then you repeat that cycle. What do you think that does to the person? Who I truly am is what's causing the conflict. Who I truly am is what's stirring the emotion and making certain responses happen. And that is the part that gets beaten. That is the part that gets, you know, chastised who I really am. But then it's like who I behave as. That's what gets rewarded, my behavior. Imagine if we taught our children how to be rewarded for being rather than being rewarded for behaving, how much better off they would be. Be your absolute self. You feel me? Some of us would better know how to maneuver our light and dark sides rather than shutting our our dark side down and using our light side. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta be with the shits. Your dark side, like light cannot be visible without darkness and you can't maneuver through darkness without light. You need both equally. Too much light will blind you. Too much darkness will keep you from seeing, but in both dynamics, you will not be able to see. <laughs> With too much light, you can't see. Too much darkness, you also can't see. Nobody pays attention to that. There needs to be an even flow within both of those. But in our inability to control ourselves because of the control that we have relinquished and given up, hey, tell me what to do. And then our parents get mad. Sometimes parents get mad when you cannot do for yourself. You know, that's something you got to learn how to do. You can't learn how to do for yourself until you learn how to control control yourself. You've taken all my control for 18 years. And then now the night you're not being responsible. Bitch, I don't know how. You never let me be. You've never given me the capacity to be responsible. So the moment that I had that freedom, oh, I'm done. I'm turned, bro. Fuck what you talking about. When I went to college, man, they said, look, by spring, 30% of the women by spring, 30% of the freshmen are going to be pregnant. I said, that's bullshit. Ain't that many motherfuckers fucking. Bruh. <laughs> By spring? I was like, wait. That mean y'all like five, six months pregnant. Damn. Y'all was fucking raw your first times in college? Like, damn. Y'all didn't. You feel me? Like, how did it happen that fast? Like, whoa. Like, because they got that little bit of freedom when they never had control over themselves. Self-control is something that you earn. You got to learn that shit. You feel me? I was talking to one of my friends and we was talking about, um, <laughs> was talking about body counts, but we didn't really go over numbers. I'm glad we didn't, but we was talking about body counts. And I was like, yo, it's just a wonder that, you know, I never caught anything, but then she mentioned something very powerful to me. Because typically when you talk about numbers like that, people are like, damn, and you ain't catching nothing. You ain't had no slip ups. Damn. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, you were lucky. And she was like, she told me, she said, I don't think it's that you were lucky. You were responsible. She said, did you ever not use protection? I said, no, I always had a rubber on. She's like, see, 
Like, she, you know what I'm saying? The way she put it into perspective, like, I mean, logically, if you're protecting yourself, no matter how many you have, you did it right. So you wasn't supposed to have a slip up. You weren't supposed to catch nothing. You didn't raw dog anything. So I was like, damn. But it put into perspective the, the capacity of the control. You feel what I'm saying? Because I also know somebody who got pregnant because, you feel me? She got pregnant because the condoms were literally on the other side of the dorm room. Like the dorm room, like you can literally not even a hop, like they say a hop, skip, and a jump. It's just a hop. You don't even have to skip and jump. The condoms are on the other side of the room and neither her nor the dude, she was fucking wanting to get up and get them. It's like, yo, you get them. Nah, you get them. I don't feel like moving. All right, fuck it. And then they just, wow. I said, that's really all it took? Don't be so judgmental. Nah, fuck that. I got to be judgmental, bro. Like that's lazy as shit. But there's no control. There's no self-control. And then now when you do the 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 impulsive shit, the shit that's irrational, now you want to, I'm sorry, you can't do that. You can't be, you know, you got to be proactive. And to be proactive, you have to have self-control. You feel me? To be self-controlling, you have to have, you can't relinquish your control to other things, but we do. The first thing we relinquish our control to is our parents. Then, we, then from there, we relinquish our control to whoever they tell us to. Slavery runs still. Motherfuckers be thinking, oh, nah, like, like, nah, your children, your babies ain't your slaves, man. Your babies ain't your slaves. So don't make them that. So now I get it. Oh, you know, talk that shit. Uh, you ain't got kids until you have kids. Hey, <laughs> listen to the way that I talk. When I have kids, I think I'm going to be good. I think I'm going to be good. You know why? Because I was a child, bro. I was a child. Whenever I go to family functions, Whenever I go anywhere, they be like, yo, children fuck with you. They just gravitate towards you. You must have a good spirit. I understand and I respect children. It's different. They don't fuck with y'all because y'all don't respect them. Y'all yell. Y'all argue. Y'all y'all disrespect them. You share their business. You do all kinds of shit. And you wonder why your kids don't fuck with you. Now, imagine that. I can't respond to that. You can respond to me however you want to. If I do, If I were to do the things that you do to me, to you, you would call me disrespectful. I can get all, but when you do them to me, it's because you're the adult and you're the parent. Forget the human shit. Forget the fact that we both humans right now, and this is what our soul experience is about. It's like, nah, you're a child. You don't deserve respect yet. Damn. How many motherfuckers don't fuck with their parents because their parents tell their business? Simple shit. You feel me? But in that same token, how many motherfuckers would tell another motherfucker business? It's conditional. It's cyclic. You got to take control over yourself. You got to be able to take control of yourself. You feel me? Take your control back. When I say take your control back from a deity, I mean that shit. Your deity didn't give you, your deity didn't give you life for you to give it back to them and say, I'm just going to coast through life until I die. Whatever I need, you'll provide. That's stupid. Like It's like, yo, I'm going to give you this shit. It's like this, right? Look, check this out. I'm going to say this and I'm going to wrap it up. Let's say a motherfucker give you a million dollars, right? And says, here, this is yours. This is yours. Do what you're supposed to do with it. Here is your million dollars. Do what you have to do with it. You're going to give them the million dollars back and say, do it for me. And wonder why you get a dollar every day. Oh my gosh, that is the perfect fucking metaphor. Yo, 
When we relinquish our power to a deity that already gave it to us, it is just like that. It is just like that. They give you a million dollars off rip. We're going to just use a million because that's a dope number. We're going to use a million dollars off rip. They're going to tell you, we're giving you a million dollars off rip to do whatever you want to do with it. And rather than doing anything with it, you give them the million dollars back and say, just give me a dollar whenever I ask for it. Damn. Take away from money. The deity, whatever it is, they gave you your purpose for life. They gave you your mission. They gave you exactly what you're supposed to be doing in life. You gave it back. They say, just give me a piece of it when I ask for it. Rather than taking it, learning how to, learning what to do with it. And like, I'm going to go right back to the million dollars again. Let's say you take that million dollars and you use 10,000 to learn the ways of investing. It's a million dollars. You only use $10,000 and you put in, put that money in to learn how to invest that, how to transform that million dollars, right? You'll never have to ask them for anything again. And that's the goal. They put you here to not have to ask them for anything as much as possible. You feel me? There's things that, you know, you can't factor in that have to be, you know, divinely orchestrated. I'm not opposed to that, but they gave you the million dollars to be fruitful and multiply. But you don't be fruitful and multiply. You give them the million dollars back and say, just give me a dollar whenever I ask for it. So they give you your purpose. They give you your mission. They give you what you're supposed to be doing with life. And you give it right back and say, just give it to me when, just give it to me in special moments. Just give me what my purpose is when I need it. When I ask you for it, you feel me? When I need that thing that's going to help me get through these hard times, that's when I want my purpose. Because people don't even understand that that's what's getting us through the struggles. That's what's giving us through. When we in those hard times and we need to be creative to figure something out, that's when our purpose is given to us. Miss it every fucking time. Do you know why? Because we gave our purpose back. So we only pray for our purpose to get a little piece of it just to get by. That's that one dollar we praying for. Rather than saying, hey. Let me get my full purpose back. I'm going to figure out, I'm going to figure out how to, where to invest my time to figure out the best part of my purpose on how to make my purpose work well for me and then be fruitful and multiply. We keep giving it back. And then we take it a layer further because we give it, we, we give that shit back. And then we try to fulfill the purpose of another motherfucker. Well, what is their purpose? Let me see if I can do it for them. Your jobs. Your, 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 your school, all of that stuff, you're fulfilling somebody else's purpose. Because they're going to teach you, yo, go get a good job to fulfill, to fulfill somebody else's purpose. I'm going to pay you to do my purpose for me. Because <laughs> you're good at <laughs> you're good at fulfilling purposes. <laughs> you're great at fulfilling purposes. So I want you to fulfill my purpose because you don't have a purpose that you have to fulfill because you already gave yours up. You feel what I mean? People are like, yo, why can't you? Because now I'm busy fulfilling my purpose now in full. I've taken it back. And I'm like, all right, my bad. I'm not going to keep asking you for pieces of my purpose to get me through the hard times. Because that's the only thing that gets us through those hard times. You feel me? Only thing. Go back when you look at your hard times and you look at the times you prayed and the time that you, what was that very thing? It's a consistent thing. 
It's a consistent thing that you use that worked that helps you get through any hard time you faced. That right there is your purpose. And as I always say, your purpose is found on the other side of your pain. I don't just be mystifying and bullshitting with this. Really sit and think about that. And that's the moments when you pray and say, just help me get out of the situation. Your purpose has to show up to get you out of that motherfucker. I'm telling you, I'm cold with this shit. I'm fucking cold with this shit. But I'm going to end it right there because that segue into a whole different conversation right there. And I don't want it to. But I like the way it went. Um, go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And I ain't going to say this is how you should parent because I don't know. I ain't got no kids. I've just been a child before. But at some point, we have to allow our children to take to have their control. We have to allow our children to go forward and be themselves and guide them into being their absolute self on some Professor X type shit. You feel me? You might have you a little Jubilee. You might have you a Gambit. You might have a motherfucking Wolverine on your hands. But you can't make Wolverine be Magneto. You can't make Jubilee be Storm. You feel what I'm saying? You can't make them be who you are. Professor X never tried to harness any of that. Even the, even the Phoenix. The Phoenix was stronger than this motherfucker. He knew that shit, but he and Capper, he was like, hey, I'm going to try to teach you how to control it the best you can. She ultimately killed him, and you know what I'm saying? But that was what, I'm not saying put yourself in a situation where your kid's going to leave their purpose and kill you. You feel what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I'm not trying to do that. But, you know, tying it back into what I was saying about, you know, women saying they don't raise their sons to hit men, but sometimes they might be the man, a woman that a man wish he could hit. Feel me? That that man wish he could hit, the son wish he could hit. You know what I'm saying? The Menendez brothers killed their parents. The fuck is wrong? Like, don't control me. Whatever. I'm not saying it's going to get that extreme, but I understand. I understand why those people do that to their parents. You feel me? Because it's about that control rather than liberation and freedom to actually bring the best out of them. You feel what I'm saying? Your children know who they are. They know what they're supposed to be. It's on you to help them refine it. You feel me? Take their purpose and multiply it right. Don't take their purpose from them. Give them a purpose that you want them to have and have them fulfill it. Because they still got to... That's one of the things about this shit. You still got to fulfill your purpose in life. I don't give a fuck how many other purposes you decide to take on. You're going to fulfill yours. That's what you're here for. You're going to do your shit. You feel me? And when people be like, why does my life get so hard? Because the only time you tap into your purpose is during those moments. Why the fuck you think it ain't going to get easy? If I said that right, I was flowing too much. It ain't going to get easy for you. Because the only time you ask for your purpose to be used... Is when we, you know, God just help me get out of this. Allah help me get out of this. Yahweh, Allah, like, Ashe, I, I, I Amen, get me out of this. It's like I'm asking for pieces of my purpose to get me through the pain. Just pieces of my purpose. You feel me? But if you had your purpose at will, ask yourself this would it still be painful? Nah, because it would be fully operational. You can get yourself out of it in moments. Why? Because you wouldn't even put yourself in it. Our babies need to learn this early. Because like I said, you're going to have two moments when you see it in them. The rebellious teenage Dave and midlife crisis. We don't even need a rebellion. We wouldn't need a rebellious teenage stage 
if our souls were truly ex- allowed to be expressed and we weren't controlled. But I'm going to go ahead and end with that because, like I said, this can keep going. Um, be sure to kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And I'm going to see y'all all on the next one. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.